Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome back to Flea Flicker. I am your host, John Murray. And um, if I haven't got a chance, it is January. It's January the first, twenty twenty-three. And if I hadn't, if I didn't get a chance to um, say my last couple episodes, I want to wish you and yours a uh, happy new year. And I certainly hope twenty twenty-three is the is a great is a great year is a great year for you. Um, so for most of my podcasts, for the ones who joined for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, uh, you know, co-workers, uh, neighbors, random person on the street. It doesn't matter. Please, you know, get them to come on in and listen to the um, listen to podcasts. Um, and I say before, uh, I'm only on Facebook. If you got any questions for me or or maybe a subject that you might want me to bring up, or maybe a fancy football question that has no fancy football season. Uh, next week will be the very last week of the NFL of the NFL season. Of course, you have the NFC and AFC playoffs. But for fancy football people, uh, next week is probably your very last week. And those who had had a chance, who did make the Super Bowl, congratulations. Um, I know some leagues. I know ESPN is one league that um. Plays like every, you know, plays two weeks. So hopefully, um, hopefully that your team is in the lead right now in the driver's seat, and hopefully you can um, put the finishing touches on on that for next week. Um, for those who've got this Super Bowl, uh, certainly congratulations all in order. For you, you made the right moves, you uh, made the right pickups, and right trades, um, played the right players. Certainly, uh, congratulations is, is, is in order. Um, for those who have been here from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, uh, any any animal that's actually living in your house. Um, trust me, my son has a snake and my daughter has a gecko, so I would, and my wife has about eight birds. So trust me, I know what it feels like to invite or, invite or get an animal get animals to buy to listen to a podcast or whatever the case because um, I certainly got a lot, a lot of animals um, and again uh, you know ran you know your next door neighbor uh, your neighbors uh, your co-workers whatever the case might be please I want please I want to invite them on in and I want to like I said the podcast got to keep growing and growing uh, the last two episodes I did uh, remembering Franco Harris we talked about uh, Nathaniel Hackett got fired as the uh, Denver Broncos head, head football coach. Um, the podcast got at least I uh, did get some views, which I am happy about that, and hopefully this one will get some views. Um, I won't get a chance to cover everything in this one-hour episode, but I'm gonna do the best I can to cover as much stuff as I can. Um, we'll probably kind of be going, we'll be kind of mixing and matching a little bit. We'll talk about stuff that did happen today, but we'll also play a little catch-up as well, so we'll mix and match a little bit, and uh, hopefully you can kind of bear with me, stay with me, stay with me, and um, and we'll ease, we'll ease right on, we'll ease right on through this. Like I said, um, there's still, you know, there's still some playoff spots that have got to be decided upon, and they'll probably decide upon next week. There are some people that look like we're going to make the playoffs now on the, on the scheme of maybe not making the playoffs. There are some teams making a late season purge of trying to get into the playoffs. Um, there's even a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in several years actually reached the playoffs and they clinched a wild card spot. 
and that would be the New York Giants. Congratulations, New York Giants fans. Uh, it seems like uh, what, a, what a job the Giants have done this year. They've made Daniel Jones look like a little bit of a respectable quarterback this year. That certainly shows you the, the fine, fine job that has, has been done by the Giants coaching staff. And uh, certainly, Brian Traceball, he should definitely deserve to be the to be probably right now the uh, coach of the year, in my opinion. Again, with the Giants, of course, there's been rumors going around that the Giants are going to do the best they can to, to try to shine uh, Barkley and even Daniel Jones might get a chance to come, come back next year yeah, for the New York Giants. They might talk about trying to get contract extensions or trying to re-sign both players. So it should be very interesting to see how the Giants and how much of a threat can the Giants be in the playoffs. And I'm interested to see in the offseason what the Giants can do as far as yeah, as far as what they can do if they will re-sign Barkley, Daniel Jones, or even both. It gets it gets to be very uh, very interesting to see what's going on in the offseason for the Giants. But for right now, the Giants are looking ahead, looking ahead to the to the playoffs. Uh, certainly, the Giants are going to have a tall task. Uh, you still got the Eagles, the Cowboys, uh, Minnesota, the 49ers. These teams are, are going to be in the playoffs. So certainly. Certainly, Giants will, will run into, and that might be a hard, hard task beating these teams. But you never know when you get to the playoffs. Anything, anything can happen, as we all we all know. A team that might be a wild card team could sneak into the Super Bowl. It has happened. It has, it has happened before. Uh, for those who don't get a chance to listen to me here on Anchor, I'm on Spotify, Our Radio, Amazon Music. Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Uh, those are some of the um, some of the ones I am on. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can get this podcast to grow and grow and grow. Um, others will pick it up, and uh, I certainly, you know, I certainly hope so. And um, like I said again, you know, please tell you know, tell anybody, tell tell everybody. I'm interested to see. You know, I'm interested to get the viewership growing. Doesn't matter if it's here in the Golden USFA. Uh, doesn't matter where it could be, you know, Canada, Mexico, you know, Germany. It do, it doesn't really matter. I, what I'm trying to do my very best is to get is get this get us get out there and try to do my very best to certainly give you the best information, give you my point of view on whatever. Of course, like they say, it's a free country. That's why everybody does it. There's probably about a billion podcasts out there. Everybody has an opinion on something. Whether it's football, whether politics, religion, what the case might be, everybody's got a, a view on something, right? It's a free country. Enough of that. I bored you enough. Let's let's jump into let's jump into something. Let's let's jump into a, a subject that right now it seems like one team that has, has had its ups and downs this year. They've had more maybe trouble more off the field issues than they've had on the field issues, and that's the Washington Commanders. And the Washington Commanders turn turn your attention back after benching Tyler Heineke for um, for struggling this past week. They brought Carson Wentz Carson Wentz back into the starting lineup. Now, as we fast forwarded into today, it didn't look like it was a great move. Uh, Carson Wentz intercepted three times, and the Commanders lost to the Cleveland to the Cleveland Browns. And now the Commanders uh, postseason. Uh, Postseason is kind of dangling, dangling by a thread, by a thread right now. But yes, we all know Carlson Wentz 
and Daniel Schneider proved the move to get Carson Wentz from the Indianapolis Colts. Now, at the time, Carson Wentz was not supposed to be a part of the day-to-day operations because of the because of we we're not going to cover it. What he is accused of, accused of, we we've covered that on many 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 different um, episodes, and um, he was you know suspended from operations. His wife Tanya Schneider had took had took had took over operations, but as we all know, I'm sure Daniel's part of Daniel probably produced two cents and convinced him to bring me to go out and get Carson Wentz. Well, Wentz struggled. He got hurt. Heineke took his job, and now we're going back to Wentz. But the, but the problem is, and like, like, like the Colts learned last year, Carson Wentz is not the answer. Now, I'm not, now Tom Heineke did exactly what was the greatest numbers in the world, but for some reason, the offense seemed to move a little bit better. Not saying it was a lot better, but it seemed to move better. Um, I mean, you know, uh, the running game, it seemed to got a little bit better under Tyler Heineke. Terry McClellan, who they've uh, spent spent a lot of money this offseason re-signing, he seemed to play better under Tyler, you know, Taylor Heineke. So now, moving forward with the Commanders, where this, the last game of the season, to me right now, we're assuming Carson Wentz will still start unless they go back to Tyler Heineke. The only one that got on the roster is Sam Howard from the University of North Carolina, who they drafted late, you know, late. Now, the thing about the Commanders is simple as this. I mean, you know, moving forward, whether we're talking about this year, with the last game of the season, and moving into the next season, it's not a, it's not like the Commanders have a, a horrible team. It's not like they're like the Houston Texans and, you know, that may take it may take a few years to you know to maybe rebuild and you know get get up to respectability. But again, with the, with the commanders, as we all know, the commanders now are more likely they're going to be sold. We're figuring they're going to be sold in the off season, and whoever comes in and takes over, I'm sure they're going to have their point of view of what the organization looks like. I mean, you have to t- take a look at what's happened with the Denver Broncos. You have this, you have uh, Walmart money was involved in it. Um, personally, as Walmart, Walmart, you know, people didn't like, you know, how the Broncos were being, you know, being run on the football field, and they want results, and that's why the thing like it was up was up out of there, and now they'd be looking for a head coach in the off season. Now that's not to say George Patton, the general manager for the Denver Broncos, that's not saying his job is totally secure. From all reports that I have read or heard, it, it appears that he will hang on. But there is a, you know, will be a head coach. We all know Sean Payton's name has got thrown out there. Jim Harbaugh's name has got thrown out there now that Harbaugh, the University of Michigan, was eliminated last week by the by TCU, as it will be TCU, the University of Georgia, in the national championship game. Uh, Georgia, they kind of got out of the skin of their teeth over the Ohio State Buckeyes. But nevertheless, and you have to wonder, has Harbaugh reached? Has Harbaugh done all he could do for the University of Michigan? The last two years, he's done an outstanding job. He's got on the cusp, the cusp of a national championship game. And you have to wonder, deep down inside, just him, Jim Harbaugh figured he's, he's done all that he can do. Now, now one of the, one of the um, part owners of the, um, of the Denver Broncos, uh, 
Condenza Rice. She was a, uh, yeah, she's a former Stanford, a, a former Stanford grad, I guess used to be the head coach, football coach of the Stanford Cardinals some years ago, Jim Harbaugh. So you have to wonder, could that play, could that factor into a Jim Harbaugh decision? Again, but again, with, with Washington, again, it's, you have a new ownership, and they may have a different view as well. There could be a new general manager. Maybe we're on the verge looking for a new job next season. Again, this is speculation. But again, if you're a new team, and just like any other business, if you come in, you want, yeah, you want, yeah, you want things. You want the ship righted as soon as possible. And again, that's like any business, whether it's a football team, you know, whether you're a Walmart, Target, you know, any, any type of business whatsoever. Yeah. If you're taking over, you want things right. You want things ship-shape. You want the way that you want it done. And with Washington, whomever comes in and buys the, the football team, they will want their guys in place. But for Carlson Wentz, I don't think Carlson Wentz will be part of, part of that process. I think Carlson will be probably released after the season. And the question mark is, what does that, what does that leave Carlson Wentz's football career? The thing about it is Carlson Wentz probably still has a job in the NFL, but he'll probably as a backup quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a starter no more in the NFL. But again, crazier things have happened. I think a lot of people didn't think Baker Mayfield would be a starting quarterback in this league no more. He goes to the Panthers. He doesn't do so well. He gets cut. The Rams pick him up, and he has played fairly. He has done pretty good job for the Rams. So, to me, I think Wentz will be gone from the, um, from the Commanders. Like I said, Wentz could probably find a backup job somewhere with some, you know, some NFL franchise. Now, Tyler Heineke, you don't know if Heineke will be back next season. Heineke might have earned himself a, a backup role with the, with the Commanders next year because that seems to be to me, where he fits as a backup, I don't think Heineke is a guy that can play a full 17 games in this league. But he has proved the last couple of years that he can be a guy that you can put in for maybe a couple of games and get by with. And I think, you know, and I think that's something that, yeah, I think Heineke could be to be a backup quarterback for the Commanders next year, if not him. Maybe another franchise will take his place. We'll, we'll, um, but I think he is better off staying with the Commanders and being the backup quarterback. Now, where does it leave a guy like Sam Howard? Well, Sam Howard has, has played, you know, played some extra, uh, played preseason. He did not throw a, a football. He did not throw a, a, a snap. Did not throw a pass this season. And that's not saying for some crazy reason. Next, maybe next week he he gets out there and he who knows gets a chance to play and he throws a couple of passes. I, you know, I, I don't know. That's who knows. But what does it leave Sam Howard? Does Sam Howard issues to compete for the starting job next year? I don't know. Again, that is for the for the for Von Verge side, or even if there should be a new head coach come next season. But again, I've said this in previous episodes. I give Von Verge credit where it is due. Von has done a, I think Von has done a very good job. I'm sure, like I said before, Von's probably had to deal had to deal with about. Many different questions about 
Danny Machinon or any ownership more so than he has to probably deal with his own team. I can only speculate, and I'm sure, and I'm sure if I'm Bon Lever, I'm probably pulling the hair out of my head having to answer, to answer these questions. But Vaughn has done a, has done a pretty good job of doing the best he can to keep, you know, the two separated. And Vaughn and Vaughn is at a tough year as far as doing that's concerned. You know, again, they've had they, you know, but again, like I said, look at the commanders. You know, the thing is, you're in a pretty tough division. The Philadelphia Eagles, they've lost they've lost the last two games in a row, and I'm sure some Philadelphia Eagles fans are are, are highly concerned. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys seem to be getting a little bit better as season goes on and the Eagles are playing are starting to slip a little bit. Um, the Giants, heck, the Giants even made the playoffs this year. So you have to wonder, you know, so you have to wonder if there's a, if, it, if they go and get a new coach, can the Commanders be next year's New York Giants? It's possible. If you think about it this way, like I said before, the quarterback situation is something that's got to be, you know, looked at, looked into. I mean, free agents we either need people like sign Jimmy Garoppolo you figure he's going to be the answer to the, to the question as far as quarterbacks um, I don't think you'll get a get a chance to get that top of line quarterback that you think that you move forward again like we said you drafted Sam Howard do you, do you give Sam Howard a long hard look you know in the off season again I think the offensive line can use another, maybe another player or two maybe but I like the running game. I like Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. I kind of like them as a one-two punch. You got McLaurin. Dodson has played when Dodson has been healthy. Dodson has, has played fairly well as a number two guy. You still got Curtis Samuel. I mean, it's not like you don't have any weapons there. Um, now, Logan Thomas, he's had some injuries. He's had some injuries. And you have to wonder, I think, if the, the commanders move on from Logan Thomas. I mean, who knows? There's a, there's some you know tight ends in the draft. Maybe they go out and get a maybe they go out and get a of Dalton Schultz. Maybe they sign Dalton Schultz away from the Cowboys or something like that, and he becomes a new tight end. But defensively, the skin. I mean, excuse me, the Commanders have a pretty good defensive line. There's a possibility they might lose what is it? Um, they might lose Payne in the offseason. He's a free agent. I'm sure he's a very coveted very coveted player, and he might not come back to the Commanders if you lose him. It's it's a bit it's it's a it's a, it's a huge loss for the commanders, but to me the linebacking core it can use some work and I I'm not real sold in secondary. I mean the defensive line I like the defensive line, but after that, the I guess you could say the back the back seven to me is a concern. But it's not saying the commanders don't have something to work with they do. But it ain't all it's gonna all come down to new ownership, what they feel. But for Carlson Wentz, it went back to Carlson Wentz. He got picked off three times and lost to the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns have a very talented football team. So losing to Cleveland is nothing to be ashamed of. It's a talented team. Uh, Sean Watson trying to get his feet wet. wet. You got one of the top running backs in the league, Nick Chubb. You got to deal with Omar Cooper, one of the top receivers in this league. A good offensive line. The Browns' defense has got a lot of talent, but it has not completely gelled, completely gelled like it can. But again, with Wentz, you just don't, you know, with, with Carson Wentz, his time with the Commanders are over with. Now, I don't think his time with the NFL is over with. 
because how many people you have seen quarterbacks get recycled over and over again? What about you know? What about Josh Johnson, for example? How many teams has Josh Johnson been on? What nine, ten football teams? What about everybody remembers Josh McGowan? Everybody remembers him. How many teams was he, was he on? What six, seven ball clubs? And he still hangs on. And there's there's quarterbacks that hang around this league. And if you if you can if you can kind of somewhat produce every once in a while, you'll have a job in this league. And to me, Carlson Wentz is, I mean, it's, yeah, Carlson does have a pretty decent arm. He is mobile. Now, I mean, Carlson had a chance to, I think, be a backup on, on, on somebody's football team and be a serviceable backup. Because to me, I think that's what Carlson Wentz's career is getting down to, is being a backup for somebody. And there's somebody, and there's, there are some teams in the NFL that will take a chance on him as a backup quarterback. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see in due time. I mean, I mean, there's there are several teams out there. I mean, I know the I know the the crazy possibility is the New York Jets. Zach Wilson. Now everybody beats up beats the bush and saying that Zach Wilson will come back next year for the Jets. The uh, coaching staff is. Uh, Antimitted bringing bringing him back and trying to get him to approve. Mike White, I believe Mike White's a free agent. I mean, do you bring Mike White back? And if you do, how much how much money are you willing to pay Mike White? And Flacco, well, Flacco's probably on his way out of on his way out of New York, and Flacco could wind up maybe retiring. Does does a does a does a Carlson Wentz? I know this sounds stupid, but does a Carlson Wentz as a as a backup? Veteran quarterback does that entice the Jets? The Jets, enough. You know, again, you know, I would say the Giants if they can't have some agreement with uh, Daniel Jones. Now, to me, I know they got Taylor Law Taylor on their roster. He was the backup quarterback. Do you let Taylor become starting quarterback next year? You bring Winston as a backup, and tell Daniel Jones, thanks, but go get your money elsewhere. I mean, is that is that a possibility? Another weird possibility, and I know I beat my head in the wall. What about the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, you got Dak Prescott, but Cooper Rush is going to be a is going to be a free agent next year. And Cooper, boy, he's played the last couple of years. In the limited amount of time he's done, has probably earned himself a a a decent contract. Maybe not as a starting quarterback, but a decent contract as a backup quarterback. You know, for another organization, maybe a playoff contender. Do you bring a guy like Winston to back up? Dak Prescott, that's far fetch. That's, that's kind of reaching out there, but you know, yeah, you, you never know. And there's many other teams out there that, but, but like I said, with it, I think Winston's going to want to be in a backup quarterback in some in some organization, in else's organization. I just don't think it's going to be the Commanders. And to me, the inability of the quarterback play probably kept the Commanders out of playoffs this year. Now, granted. Like I said, hanging by a thread. If it, yeah, if they're now, to me, I, the last game of the season, what do you do? Do you go to Lance? Do you go by Heineke? I don't see him. I don't see him reaching that far out and letting Sam Howard be the quarterback. I don't see that happening. But the question mark does remain: Does Sam Howard get a chance to be the starting quarterback for the Commanders next season? Does he get opportunity? We'll see. Is that the commanders don't have some talent? They do have talent on that side of the ball, but it's tough. 
it's going to be tough next year. I mean, the Eagles still have a pretty decent team. The Cowboys, they still have a fairly decent team. I know the Cowboys got some decisions to make. I think Tony Pollard is a free agent. And I figure they're going to have to re-sign Tony Pollard because the Zeke, Zeke Pollard one-two punch has worked well for the Cowboys. So, again, I mean, they're not... Their organizations, and of course, with the Giants, Barkley, Jones, do you get them one? You can't get them both back. And the issue that's got that something for the Giants, a lot to we'll sit back and have to discuss this all season. But for the, for the Commanders and Carson Wentz, I think it's probably over with. I think it's going to be over with. But again, like I said, Carson could be a skill back quarterback for some organization moving forward. Now, jumping from the Commanders, let's jump to a team that is also are in the play, in the playoff chase, and a team that we didn't think they were even going to make the playoffs a few weeks ago. And all of a sudden, that's had have had a resurgence, and that is the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers—they look like the Green Bay Packers of the last two years. They were hurting on the Minnesota Vikings. Now. And I've always said the Minnesota Vikings' weakness is their defense. But today, today the running game for the Green Bay Packers, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones had good games. Aaron Rodgers played well enough. And again, again, this was the formula that I talked about all year long, is that you rely on A.J. Dillon and rely on Aaron Jones, rely on, on the running game. And Aaron Rodgers was going to have to be the number two option. And today was a was a fine example of that. They were the number. Aaron was the number two option. Aaron played Aaron played well enough. The defense stepped up. The defense stepped up today. I mean, they held was it? They held Justin Jefferson to what a couple of catches. Now, of course, for Green Bay Packer fans, and maybe you heard that Jair Alexander was talking. I was talking. Before they played Minnesota, that uh, Justin Jefferson was not going to go off like he did in the, in the first meeting against them. And again, I thought that was a huge mistake to say that. And I thought Justin Jefferson would go out and probably, probably put about 160 receiving yards on, maybe a couple touchdowns. But the Green Bay defense did a very good job. They stopped Dalvin Cook. They held Justin Jefferson to what, maybe two catches today or something, something like that? Yeah. And, he, and Kirk Cousins had played fairly well all year. He, he looked horrible. He had what, one touchdown, three picks. And the Green Bay defense played like like up to the capability that was supposed to be built at early in the season. So now one has to wonder if Green Bay can somehow some way some shape some form win the last game of the season. Who knows? Look with a few things here and a few things there. Could Green Bay get could Green Bay get into the playoffs. And if Green Bay can somehow get in the playoffs, could they yeah, could they be dangerous today if some team fits? Now it's hard for me to it's hard for me to really kind of grasp that system. Again, if they stick to the formula with maybe Dylan and Aaron Jones running the football, Aaron Rodgers comes to the second option. And the defense can play like it did against Minnesota today. Yes, Green Bay can give some teams some fits. Now, I'm not going to sit back and say, I mean, Green Bay, could Green Bay? I'll go on record 
people saying Green Bay could maybe upset one team. But I don't but I think that's a vote yet. I think Cinderella, I think if Green Bay gets in the playoffs, they could upset one team. But I think I think that I think eventually the uh Super's gonna fall off. It's gonna fall off their feet and and they will come back down to reality. Again, we were talking we were talking at one point in time that maybe Aaron Rodgers would, would walk off into retirement or retire or he'd be traded. We were talking about this a couple a couple weeks ago and we were talking about blowing up the Green Bay Packers and, and everything else. Well the Packers have, have surprised people. They're playing they're playing all of a sudden they're playing they're playing some football. And again, a lot of people and I'll be I'll be included. Myself included, thought the Green Bay Packers would at least win the division. I thought Minnesota would be the wild card team. Heck, I thought I had to the point where Green Bay I thought could make could even make the Super Bowl, even though they didn't have a top notch receiver. But I thought they had a decent offensive line, uh, certainly a good running back, and I thought Aaron Rodgers could play fairly well. I didn't think he was going to play like a, like he, like he has the last two years of the NBA, NBA type of football. And I thought the defense was going to be was going to be something to behold this year, but of course none of that really materialized. And now all of a sudden, for whatever reason is, Green Bay is actually is actually picked up. Has picked up now. Like I said, if they can make the playoffs, and this is not saying they're going to make the playoffs, there's still there's still some there's still some scenarios that have to play out, but. Again, it gets to be very. It is to be very interesting. And you start looking at maybe some of the matchups. What about you know some of the matchups? Let's say Green Bay against Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia struggled lately. Philadelphia had some has had some injuries. One to Jalen Hurts. Um, Lane, you know, was it Lane Johnson? He is hurt. They've had some, a little bit of injuries. A couple of injuries on the offensive line. Um, the defense. The defense has had some injuries as well too. Again, it is one of those situations where the Eagles are getting hurt at the wrong time. And everybody else is getting healthy at the right time. But again, uh, again, it's possible that the, that the Packers could upset the Eagles. But one thing the Eagles have had a problem with stopping the run. You've got A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. I mean, if A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, you know, could have a, could have a decent, you know, could have a, um, yeah, you know, could put up solid numbers. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers can be could play respectable. Yeah, maybe the defense side. You figure Jalen Hurts will be back certainly in time for the playoffs. And you have, and maybe you know, maybe with the injuries to the offensive line, the Packers might might surprise you and play good enough defense. And actually, here the last couple of weeks, the special teams have bring the Packers. Especially, yeah, especially Nixon, who had a 105-yard kickoff return for a touchdown in Nelson on Green Bay, as a pretty good, pretty pretty decent return specialist. I mean, solid little play pass. Philadelphia could give, I mean, again, Green Bay could give Philadelphia enough for money. You look, let's look at Dallas, for example. Now, to me, I think Dallas has, I think Dallas is a little bit better than Green Bay, but again, Green Bay's had Dallas's number in the past, especially in the playoffs. But again, I don't think. But again, I think Dallas has enough defense. I think Dallas's defense would be enough to stop 
Aaron Rodgers and the running game. Now what about the Giants? The Giants beat Green Bay early in the season, but now things have changed. Can they? Could Green Bay beat the Giants? I think Green Bay could beat the Giants. Now, Giants, I think they could beat them now. Then you start looking, what about the Minnesota Vikings? Best rematch between the Vikings. Well, they split the series, but I think Minnesota, I think Minnesota. But Minnesota's biggest problem is their defense. And can the and, and to me, Green Bay's offense, I think could still give Minnesota's defense fits. And to me, I wouldn't be completely shocked if Green Bay would knock off Minnesota. I wouldn't be shocked. Let's go let's go to the NFC South. What about Tom Brady? Well, Tampa Bay's been up and Tampa Bay's been up and down all year. Now Tampa Bay, they struggled against the Panthers today, but then again, the switch they flipped the switch. And Tom Brady with Mike Evans, three touchdowns, became a, a too much too much for the Panthers to handle. But again, could Green Bay beat Tampa Bay? Yes, they could beat Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay's offense has been, has been, has been struggling most, most of this year. And defensively, Tampa Bay's defense has had its ups and downs. But I wouldn't put it past Green Bay to somehow knock off Tampa Bay. It, can the 49ers? I don't see them beating the 49ers. I know they've got Gandhi, a third-string quarterback. But, but to me, you've got Christian McCaffrey. You still got, let's say, Debo comes back for the playoffs. Ayuk, George Kittle, you know, and you got a good defense, a good 49er defense. I don't think the Packers get past the 49ers. But there are some teams that they get in the playoffs for. The Packers can surprise a couple teams here and there. But no, I don't think they, you know, which would lead, which would lead, would lead, would lead if you look at 2028, does Aaron Rodgers come? Do you, yeah, yeah, do you trade Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, and you let Jordan Love take over. If Jordan Love takes over, you still got A.J. Dillon, still Aaron Jones. Maybe the offensive line can stay healthy. You've got a guy like a Watson. You've got like a Dodds. You know, maybe, you know, looking ahead, you got, in fact, you got young players, you got veterans. You know, again, that's something that I think Green Bay's going to sit down and look at. And it's, but again, you have to wonder if Jordan Love's contract does come up. And there's teams that, that have been teams the last couple of years that have knocked on Green Bay's door and said, hey, we want for a guy like Jordan Love. And if Aaron Rodgers decides to hang around for yet another year, you have to wonder are teams going to start knocking on Green Bay's door? Hey, what do you guys want for Jordan Love? Now, this year, Jordan Love. When he's had the chance to step in for Aaron Rodgers, he has shown a little something. And finally, maybe finally, Jordan Love is finally starting to get things. And you have to wonder if Jordan Love, you know, if Jordan Love, if Aaron Rodgers hangs around, does Jordan Love, you know, do you trade Jordan Love? Now, Green Bay says they're not interested in trading, you know, trading Jordan Love. And I don't blame Green Bay for the simple fact is for every year, the last couple of years, Aaron Rodgers says he's going to retire, he's going to retire. But he hangs around, he hangs around. And you have to wonder, at some point in time, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be bluffing. He's actually going to retire. That's like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's eventually going to retire, right? But with Aaron Rodgers, eventually he's going to retire. 
And then you want a guy like Jordan Love, a guy who knows his system, knows where Dennis Sutton stuff and, and take over. But again, I'm sure that's something again, I'm sure we're gonna hear, you know, I'm sure we're gonna hear, you know, Jordan Love. I'm sure we'll hear the Jordan Love thing all over again if um if he's gonna be traded, you know, if he's gonna be, you know, if he's gonna be traded or, or Rogers retired. But for a team that, that was pretty much dead in the water a few weeks ago, now it seems to have now it seems to be treading some water. It seems to have a little bit a little bit of life. But again, they're not they're not out of the boat just yet. They're still hanging on by a thread. Yeah, can they again? Can they pull it off? Can they make the playoffs? And if they do make the playoffs, can they surprise a few teams? And yeah, can they surprise some teams? Yes, they can surprise me a couple of teams. I, I, it wouldn't shock me if they won a first-round playoff game. But after that, I just don't think Green Bay has what it takes to, if they get in the playoffs, to further themselves along the playoffs. I don't think so. But it is wishful, but it is, it is certainly wishful thinking for Green Bay Packer fans if they can get to this point after being dead in the water, like I said, a few weeks ago. But for Green Bay fans, you got to make the playoffs first. And then, yeah, and then we'll see if, we'll see if the slipper fits, we'll see if the slipper fits Cinderella. But we'll see, we'll see what Green Bay can do. Like I said, yes, they have capability of winning a playoff. But they will not advance any further. They will not. They go in a first round game, but after that, and then after that, then the talk goes, well, is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? Will Jordan Love take over next year? So much, so much talk, I'm sure so much talk is going to happen for Green Bay in the offseason. And will Green Bay be better in 2023? Remains to be seen. Minnesota, Cousins will soon as still be back. Yeah, still doubt. So Justin Jefferson is an oral somewhere to me. Demons about to get better. I mean, Chicago, you figure they have the quarterback of the future, Justin Fields, with them. Even though Justin ran for over 100 yards today, but he, his passing was not up to par. And that's something that Justin's got to work on. He's got to work on the passing a little bit more. And Detroit, Detroit has, has had a wonderful year. I mean, Jared Goff has now looked like to be a respectable quarterback. To be traded last year. Heck, Dan Campbell wasn't so sure if uh, Jared Goff was the man to lead the team. Lead the team, but now this year it seems like that has gone off the water. That Jared Goff seems to be the guy that can lead the Detroit Lions into the future. Heck, if Detroit even had a, if Detroit gets a defense, heck, who knows? Could we talk in Detroit? Could we really seriously talk about Detroit in a playoff? It's possible. But we'll see. But for Green Bay, for the future, for the future of the Packers, it all depends certainly on Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers decides to say, "Hey, this is it. I'm done. We're over with," well, then again, the Jordan Love era begins. And can Jordan Love, can Jordan Love be like a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and keep that Green Bay, that Green Bay quarterback thing going? We'll see in time. But for Green Bay, it's possible they could pull off an upset in the first round if they get to the playoffs. They gotta get there first to make all this happen. Now, the next subject I want to bring up was a uh, article I read a couple of days ago, and I 
started this off with Facebook, and there was a gentleman who wrote this wrote this article, and and he was I guess he was I believe he was like a Chicago a Chicago writer, and he was making the like hypothalamus. I guess he was kind of saying um, the what if the what if, and he brought up a very interesting interesting name that the, that the, the Chicago Bears should pursue maybe the off season to help. Justin Fields for the, his passing game. And he got Daryl Mooney. You know, Chase Claypool was there. The name that got brought up was was T. Higgins. Real wide receiver the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I think he was making a point that, you know, the Bears had a great, you know, had, you know, high first round draft pick. They, they got some draft, you know, some, some draft picks, some compensation. Certainly got Robert Quinn in the draft pick. They traded, you know, Robert Quinn. They traded, you know, Rockin Smith, Rockin Smith from um, to the, you know, to the Ravens, and they've got some, they got some draft picks. And the writer had a point of view where it was pretty much Higgins would get traded. The Bengals would trade Higgins for, yeah, for maybe like a second round pick, maybe another draft pick or something, something like that. And he figured Higgins could step in, certainly be a number one receiver, Moody, maybe Claypool. He would have something to be. He would have something to work with, and they would have something to work with, moving and moving towards the future. Now, no, and I understand. I understand. I understand the gentleman's point of view on this. For the Bengal, for the Bengal fans in favor of this, you got to look at Joe Burrow. And he brought the point up, and the point of view he did bring up was a very very good point of view. Now, Joe Burrow will be going to his, what, fourth season next season. Now, of course, Joe Burrow's got that, you know, that, that, of course, that four-year contract, which got an option for the fifth year. Now, Joe Burrow, if they continue the Super Bowl in, in the second year in the league, in his third year, he's gone back into the playoffs. Now, and certainly, you know, certainly Joe Burrow's going to want, is going to want, you know, is going to want his money. You have to look at what Joe, or Joe compare Joe Burrow to what guys like Dak Prescott. That's Dak Prescott making you know forty million, forty you know forty million a year. But Dak is not taking a team to a Super Bowl. Joe can say that. Joe Burrow can actually say that. You look at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's been in the league for a few years. Took his team to the playoffs last year. Got bounced in the first round. But Joe again, Joe Burrow taking his team. Super Bowl. Can't say that. Now, Sean Lamar Jackson, he's certainly his, you know, his contract is still out there. The Ravens hope they'll sign him in the offseason. Lamar has taken the Ravens to the playoffs, but Lamar has had playoff issues, has had, and he's struggled in the playoffs at times. But again, Joe Burrow taking his team to the Super Bowl. The bottom line is this, is, is this, is this, Joe has done me out. And Joe is, is going to certainly want his money. And the next question comes in, what about Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase is going to his third year next year. And Jamar is considered a top, let's say, top seven rate receiver in this league. And eventually, one point in time, Jamar Chase is going to be paid his money. So you figure, so you figure, so the writer figures, okay, Burrow is a tie. The big ones will tie money up in Burrow. And there's a tie money up in Chase. Now, Higgins, I believe, will be going to his, what, fourth season? 
He might be winning his fourth season next season, too. And Higgins has had a couple thousand yard years. And again, there's a point in time where Higgins is going to want a little bit of money himself. And, and the point is, and the point is, is this. And the writer made the point here. He said, well, he's after those three. Higgins is the odd man out. You're going to want to trade Higgins to somebody. Now, granted, you still have Tyler Boyd that you can make the number two receiver. Now, now Mike Brown is always known to be a stingy when it comes to money. Now, I think the last couple of years, Mike has kind of eased, eased off a little bit. They have, been a little, they have made some free agent, but they have, but they have dipped into the free agent pool, which is something that they don't do in the past. The way I got Trey Hickerson this past uh, a couple of years ago, and that has been a solid move for them. But the writer, but the writer, and but that was the writer's point. And, and I started to understand, and, my, and I understand the writer's point of view. And, and he's kind of, and he's right, because eventually, when you become a successful football team, there's a lot of players on that team that's going to need their money, whether you're the quarterback, running back, receiver, maybe the left tackle, the pass rusher, the cornerback. The bottom line is that when you become a successful football team and you start putting together, let's say a few, let's say, let's say, let's say you put together three solid years. Now, whether you make you can make the playoffs all three years, maybe you maybe you make the conference championship game or something. And yes, your players are gonna want money. And I'm certain in this in the Chicago Riders that T Higgins is gonna want his money. And he probably does. And you have to wonder, and you have to wonder. What a guy like Brown, who's been known to be stingy with money in the past, would he be willing to pay Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Tegan's all that money? That's an interesting question to ask. Now, Burrow's going to get his money. Out of the three, Burrow will certainly get his money. But he had to go with Chase and Higgins. You would take Chase because Chase and Burrow go all the way back to LSU days, and that would be Tegan's the odd man out. So I get the Chicago's right point of view off of that. But it does an interesting question. Would they would would the Bengals consider trading T. Higgins? Now, I don't think the Bengals would trade T. Higgins. Maybe not this season. This coming season, 2023, I don't see it happening. Now maybe if he has another thousand yard year, 2024 comes around, maybe. Start thinking a little bit differently. Now, if the Bengals were really going to consider it, could they get seven ratings? Absolutely, they get seven teams. There's not, I don't think there's, there's not a team in the NFL that want a man who's a thousand yard receiver for the last couple of years. And there's times where I think Higgins is just as good as Jamar Chase. Now, Higgins, uh, Higgins has had some hamstring issues this year. Now, is that a concern moving forward? I don't know if it's that, that big of a concern moving forward for teams that have been interested in him. But again, it's hard to look past a guy that is a thousand yard receiver for the last couple of years, for the last couple of years in this league. And there's plenty of teams that, that would that, that would certainly take him. Now, if you look at the if you look at the NFC, now can you imagine if T went to the New York Giants? He'd be the he'd be the number one receiver right now for the Giants. No questions asked. 
Maybe a certain vital weapon for, let's say, Daniel Jones, if they do sign him. You start looking, what about, okay, what about, what about an interesting thought? What about Green Bay, for example? You don't think Aaron Rodgers would love to have a T. Higgins, T. Higgins, Watson, maybe Dobbs? You might have, you might have something there. But again, that's wishful again. Wishful thinking. The Bears, yes, the Bears is a possibility. But you start, you, you start looking around your mouth. Now, what about the Carolina Panthers? Can you imagine DJ Moore and T. Higgins as a one-two punch? That's not a bad fit, but again, what, what does the quarterback situation look like for the Panthers moving forward? Again, I mean, there's options there. If he stays in the AFC, if he stays, if he stays in the AFC, what about him with the Jets? Now, I can see Higgins, Wilson, Elijah Moore as your number three receiver. Again, be a nice fit. But the quarterback situation becomes the issue. What if you stay in his own division and you got traded and you got, for some reason you went to the Ravens? Now, I don't see that happening. But for Baltimore Ravens fans, can you see this? Higgins would be the number one receiver. Bateman could be your number two. At least you would keep defenses. You would keep defensive honest. honest. Now, what about the Tennessee Titans? Higgins could be the number one receiver for the Titans. Put him with a veteran like Robert, Robert Woods. But again, does Ryan Tannehill come back? season. If he doesn't, who's going to be the quarterback? What about the Indianapolis Colts? Higgins will be the number one receiver. Pittman becomes number two. But again, quarterback. Who's going to be the quarterback for the Colts next season? I mean, there are scenarios where he could go to, but yeah, if he was going to trade Higgins, it would certainly be to the, to the NFC. And there are teams that would certainly want Higgins' services. But I can understand the, I can understand the, the Liars' point of view is Gotta pay, you're gonna have to pay Chase, and you're gonna have to pay Burrow that money at some point. Absolutely, you're gonna have to. And a guy like Higgins, he could be the odd man out. Now, I'm a Bengals fan, but I understand the Rikers point of view on this. But we'll see. We'll see. But for right now, I'm sure the Bengals are all in. It's still a good young team. It's a young team that has played well and to me the Bengals have exceeded my expectations. I thought they were going to drop and actually the Bengals are playing have a better record this year than they did last year. But we'll see. But I don't I have a problem with the writer's point of view. Higgins getting traded. I have to see I would certainly hope not. But again, the NFL it's all about business. All about money. And Higgins will certainly be a nice addition to any team in the NFL that would win him. Now let's jump into the, let's talk about the team we got through talking about here not long ago, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Now the last two weeks, the Philadelphia Eagles have kind of struggled a little bit lately. They took a, they lost to the Dallas, Cow, lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, a lot of people, the Eagles fans, have, I'm sure you can make the argument that, well, Jalen Hurts didn't play last week, he didn't play this week, and this is one of the major main reasons why they, they lost. Well, if you look at last week at Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew played well last week. A couple touchdowns. Okay, he threw a couple picks. But Gardner, I think, threw more than 300 yards against a pretty good Dallas defense, which makes me wonder if Gardner Minshew can throw for 300 yards 
against you. I have to wonder, what does that say about Dallas' defense moving forward and into the playoffs? But again, I get, you know, again, for, for the Philadelphia fans, you lost two in a row. They were getting ready to the season. Now, again, we said this a few minutes ago. The biggest thing with Philadelphia is, is a lot of teams when they are getting healthy, and it seems like Philadelphia is getting beat up. And again, it's, you know, again, this could be one of those wrong place, wrong time type of things. Uh, they lost a young man today, was it Josh Sweat, who was a, uh, who's got 11 sacks for career year. They lost him. They lost him. Now, an injury might not be as bad as feared. But again, it becomes interesting. You start in quarterback. Now, hey, Hurts, we're going to see, Jalen Hurts will probably be back. For the playoffs, that's pretty much a given. Um, I know AJ Brown; he was dinged up before the game, but he played. A Dallas Goddard; he's back, but he was hurt. Now Lane Johnson, one of the best tackles, right tackles in all the football, he's got hurt. You know, and we don't know if he'll be back. You got you got some injuries on the um, on the defensive side of the ball, but again. Again, the Eagles, like I said, the Eagles, it is a concern you drop two in a row. Now, if you lose to Dallas, Dallas is a pretty decent football team. But again, you took, a, you took an L today, and it might be a little bit of a, maybe it's a little bit of a concern. Like I said, some people can say, well, Hurts wasn't playing. Now, Minshew didn't play that well this week. He did play well last week. But yes, you'll have Hurts back. Again, the offensive line, could be interesting if Lane Johnson, that could be a huge factor. Still got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, it's a, he has picked up his game the last couple weeks, and I think that's a good sign for Philadelphia Eagles fans because you can't key on A.J. Brown all the time. Dallas Goddard is still one of the best tight ends in football, and he is back. So it's not like you don't have the weapons. You have the weapons. The offense, to me, is not the concern. I'm more about Philadelphia. The defense has been a concern. The defense has played well all year. And here the last few weeks, it has, it's kind of taken a step back. I mean, Dak Prescott put 40 points on him. And Dak has, and Dak has, has had some ups and downs this year. But to me, yeah, and uh, C.D. Lamb played extremely well against, against him. And to me, that's a concern moving forward. The second, the secondary has not has not played well the last few weeks, and to me that becomes a concern. The pass rush has dipped a little bit. To me, it's a defensive side of the ball that I'm more concerned about than the offensive side of the ball. Now, to me, Philadelphia is still a team is still a team that could represent the NFC in a Super Bowl. But it seems like it seems like now that teams it seems like they are. It seems like things right now they are you know they're starting to fall apart with the Philadelphia. Again, the thing about it is, is like I said before, it's injuries. While a lot of people are getting healthy, it seems like they're getting injured at the wrong time. And I know that's the nature of the beast in the NFL or any sports. Injuries they occur, but for Philadelphia, some injuries are coming at the wrong time. Now. Can they overcome some of those some of those injuries? 
it will be very interesting to see. But like I said, I'm not worried about the offenses at all. Hurts will be back. The biggest thing I'm really worried about is the, is the offensive line. Can he stay healthy enough? Will they, will they get Lance Johnson back? Man, John, Lane Johnson back, excuse me. That's going to be a big, big factor. Again, like I said, he's one of the best tackles in this league. And defensively, the defense has got has got to has got to dig down deep and find themselves because if they don't find themselves, if they cannot find themselves, Dallas might put another hurting on them. San Francisco with with yeah, and again, here's the thing: the run defense has been a huge issue for the Eagles off and on this year. The thing is, moving forward, is if you got Zeke and Tony Pollard running the ball, that's going to be a concern for me moving forward for Philadelphia. they got to face the 49ers. Can they stop Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, I know it sounds weird. What about the Packers? A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, can you stop them? Again, that's that, to me, that's going to be an issue is, is the run defense. They're going to have to be able to stop the run. Got a McCaffrey, a Pollard, yeah. I mean, what about what about Barkley? Can you stop Barkley moving forward? Again, that's going to be an issue. The defense for the Eagles has got has got to get better. Again, I think Jalen Hurts will be fine. I think the offense will be fine. It's just the defense becomes the hugest concern, and the run defense, like I said before, the secondary it has it has kind of slipped a little bit. But I think, but I think, I think the secondary can right the ship. But the run defense for the, is going to be the issue for the Eagles moving forward. And again, you got to look at the Cowboys. Look at look at the Giants. Look at the Packers. I hate to say that. Even the Vikings. You got Dalvin Cook. Now, the biggest thing I'm concerned about for the Packers is the, for excuse me for the Eagles is the run defense. Can it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Can it hold up? That's going to be the issue for me moving forward, because if it doesn't, if it doesn't, then the Eagles are going to wind up being being sent home. Maybe not in the first round, but they could be sent home in the second round, or even get sent home in, in the NFC Championship game and will not have Super Bowl. And for me, for the way they play, the Eagles have played this year, it would be a shame if they don't reach the Super Bowl. Now, but again, we'll see what happens moving forward. But for me, the Eagles. The biggest thing for me is the run defense. That's going to be the concern. Now, I know now we're, we're in a day and age now where the run, where the running game has taken a backseat to all the hot cradle offense. They've taken a backseat, but I mean, you still got to run the football, right? That's always been your bread and butter is in the NFL. You got to run the football. You got to have that running back. And for the Eagles, that run defense has got to improve. If it doesn't, like I said, they're going to be sent home. They're going to be sent home to the herd, and they want to be in the playoffs. And for me, the way they played this year, that's going to be a huge, 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 huge disappointment for them. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am just about out of time. About out of time. This for uh, this episode. Uh, please do take care of yourselves. Um, 
like I said before, don't say it again, please invite anybody that you know to come on and listen to the episode. It will be greatly appreciated. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very, very soon.